Bet365 sponsors our podcast and they feature over 300,000 sporting events on their betting app. It's got everything you need to bet on sport. And Bet365 are offering a wide range of markets, including first, last or anytime goal scorers. With over 45 million members, it's the world's favourite online betting company. With the Bet365 Bet Builder, you can combine match results, players to score, number of goals and more to create your own personalised bet. And if you can't watch the games live, with Bet365's Match Live feature, you can follow every moment through live graphics and text. Bet365 is the world's favourite online sport betting company. The app can be downloaded from Google Play and Apple App Store. Over 18s only, please gamble responsibly. ago, Lionel Messi told Barcelona that he wished to unilaterally terminate his contract and walk away from the club where he spent his entire career since signing for them on a napkin as a 13-year-old boy. What has happened since then has been, in short, a bit of a mess. The club claimed the clause that allowed Messi to leave had expired and the only way to depart was if someone paid 700 million euros for his services. Local reports have since claimed that even the 700 million clause is out of date, leaving a legal minefield of claim and counterclaim. So for episode three of the Messy Cast, we're speaking to Andrew Street, a sports lawyer at Brian Cave, Leighton Paisner, and a contributing author to the textbook Football and the Law. Andy, welcome. Thank you very much, Ed. Glad to be with you. I understand that you have expertise in the area of sports contracts disputes. This is probably the biggest sports contract dispute I can remember uh, in my career. So let's, I mean, is it possible to sum up the main legal issues with this case in, in just like one or two sentences? Or is, is that just way beyond what we can do at the moment? Uh, I, I think ultimately, it is. I mean, the, the issue will be, given that we know that a document has been served by Lionel Messi on Barcelona, whether or not that notice has the effect of lawfully terminate, terminating his playing contract with Barcelona or not. Um, there are obviously all sorts of minefields of issues that are that will go to determining that dispute and uh, to determining where the dispute is heard. But but really, it does come down to that that nub: is Lionel Messi correct on the proper interpretation of his contract, and so was he entitled to serve what he did, or are Barcelona correct and, and did what he served? either have the effect of unlawfully terminating or have no effect at all. The thing that we covered on the last Messi cast, we've had Dermot Corrigan on last week to talk about the, the, the political side of this and Adam Crafton before that. And the, basically there were two two negotiating stances, I think we could call it. Messi's camp said that he could leave for free. And in fact, that he had served his notice that he was going to leave for free. And uh, the club saying 700 million euros um, is the only option to get him out of the club. It felt as if there was going to be some sort of negotiation possibly and, and maybe the club might agree uh, for a fee that they might let him go for. There's been a little bit of movement since that all came around. But do you believe like in a legal sense that Messi could walk away and sign for another club now? What would happen if Messi were to do that? Legally, would he be entitled to do so lawfully is, is the minefield. Would he be able to as a matter of practicality, yes. I mean, ultimately, if he were to seek to move to, for example, an English club, that English club would make an application effectively via its FA to the Spanish FA, La Liga, and ask them to issue an international transfer certificate, who in turn would probably consult with Barcelona. And if that transfer certificate was not granted by the Spanish FA, then uh, Messi's new club would doubtless apply for one via FIFA and FIFA would generally grant it because um, 
the usual principle, given that FIFA follows Swiss law, is that an employee can't be held to an employer that he doesn't want to be with. And that would be the case here. But obviously, there, that, that would be the start of the argument and the start of the story here. Affecting that transfer would be relatively straightforward. It's just the series of minefields that it unleashes if he is to do so that becomes the, the more relevant factor. So Messi could potentially, for example, you know, let's use Manchester City because they are the club that seems to be the most interested in, in procuring his services. If Messi were to, to say, like, I've left Barcelona and I'm going to join Manchester City, if he were to do so, then my understanding previously was that Barcelona could then take City and Messi to, is this to court or to a tribunal? Is it a FIFA tribunal or is this legal court first? Uh, it, it very much depends on really what Barcelona's drivers are here. I mean, I, I saw the very good piece that The Athletic published with two Spanish lawyers who essentially said that it would be open to Barcelona to sue Lionel Messi in the Spanish courts for a breach of his employment contract. And though those lawyers also, I think, rightly said that it would be very difficult to establish jurisdiction over Manchester City uh, on the part of the Spanish court. Now, the, the alternative that Barcelona would have to that if Lionel Messi moves overseas is to issue a claim through FIFA and their dispute resolution chamber, who are competent to hear disputes of this type when they have an international dimension to them. And the interesting thing there would be that among the sanctions that are available to FIFA are not only the ability to impose a damages award upon whichever club it is that Lionel Messi moves to, but also sporting sanctions upon that club and upon the player himself. So Manchester City can't really risk that if they were to try and, say, bulldoze this transfer through. It would just be, you know, the downside of getting found guilty would be would be significant. You'd be on the hook for a significant amount of money, best part of a billion pounds probably, and you might even lose the player to a suspension. You, yeah, and, and, and in addition, not only lose the player to a suspension, which can be up, up to four months, um, you can also, as a club, have uh, a transfer banner to transfer windows opposed upon you under FIFA's rules. So we're talking pretty high stakes there. I, I've dealt with a similar uh, type of dispute, albeit obviously nowhere near the, the level of uh, profile of Lionel Messi. And FIFA will not in every instance impose those sporting sanctions, but certainly any club which is being conservative in its outlook and doesn't want to risk everything will not really want to see that particular issue go to a panel at the dispute resolution chamber and, and risk that potential sporting sanction. Right. Well, at the end of every episode so far, I've asked um, our guests what they think will happen. And kind of <laughs> the two guests so far and myself both have felt that a negotiation between City and Barca for a, a large fee plus maybe a couple of players um, would be enough to get this messy deal done because it would potentially clear the debts that Barcelona have. And, and there are, of course, uh, some, you know, well-informed people who claim that this is what the Barcelona president had actually been pushing for all along was, was to try and get some money for Messi to clear out the, the financial issues that they're going to come up against when the election comes. So my question from a legal standpoint is, is there a way, like, is there a way to have that negotiation if you're Messi or his camp? Or does it, does it weaken your stance that you're allowed to walk away from the club if you then sit down and start saying, well, you know, um, I'd, I'd leave for 100 million or whatever? Well, I think there are, t there are two tracks for that. Obviously, Messi will want to make sure that nothing that he does, which is public or which has any bearing upon his uh, status of a player, as a player, is inconsistent with the step that's, that he's taken. And it's probably for that reason that he's not reported to training because 
on the one hand, if he said that he's terminated his contract, but then turns up to training the very next day, it would be pretty damning for his case. But but there's there's the additional strand that in every dispute nearly, and certainly all that I've dealt with, there will be without prejudice negotiations of some sort, because in every instance, even if you feel that your case is strong and on all reports here, Barcelona consider it's, it's their case that's strong and certain of the independent um, legal experts that I've seen opining on this from a Spanish perspective agree. Even if you consider that your case is strong, there is always litigation risk. And there's risk not only in terms of the merits of your overall case, but um, in terms of the sanctions or damages that you may have uh, awarded to you or uh, imposed over the club that you're going against. And the stakes here are so phenomenally high and it could be so zero sum if it goes all the way through to the dispute resolution chamber and then through to CAS. And of course, time is of the essence here that you would expect there almost inevitably to be negotiation going on in the background. And I don't think legal teams ever view that as necessarily being a stance of weakness because the way that lawyers will typically caveat that sort of correspondence is to say, well, notwithstanding that I think your case has absolutely no merit, it makes sense for us to come to a commercial resolution of this. So let's talk. Okay. So basically lawyers will negotiate everything. That's good for me to know um, for any future disputes I end up in. <laughs> um, I, w- I would ask, you know, what do you think specifically of uh, the advice that Messi and his team have had? I know we've got a really good in-depth piece about uh, Messi's father as an agent that goes live um, on Wednesday morning on The Athletic. And it digs deep into, you know, like what, what people around the club, what people around Messi's camp um, think of, I'd say, the, the management of Messi uh, from people close to him. Do you think he's been advised well so far from what you've seen? As a lawyer, I'm never going to gain, say, the advice that someone gets from, from others. But certainly what one can say is that the steps that he's taken have been extraordinarily aggressive from, from what's known. And the things that are taken into account by lawyers aren't always just, well, what are the pure legal merits of this dispute and what channel do we need to go through to resolve it? It's also all sorts of political, strategic, commercial considerations of the type that you have been writing about uh, extensively at The Athletic that are also borne in mind by the lawyers and those those who are instructing them because it, it all goes through to what is the strategy of how we deal with this case. Um, as I say, the, the stance that he has taken has been ultra aggressive, I would say. Um, but equally, he will know that it's very difficult for a party in the position of Barcelona to be extremely hardline in litigating something all the way through to the end against their best player of all time. The other thing that really piqued my interest uh, when we discussed this the other day was we, we've talked about the jurisdiction and how that's very confusing and, and how that might cause some issues for Manchester City if he were to go there. What if he were to stay within Spain? Because you told me the other day that legally and procedurally, the easiest thing he could do would be sign for Real Madrid. <laughs> yeah, I, I was uh, eyeing up your headlines there, Ed, uh, on your yeah. behalf. I, I, I think, yes, uh, in that instance, then all of the commentary that you've had from the Spanish lawyers in your piece the other day seems right to me. You know, Barcelona would march off to the Spanish court. They would say that Messi has breached his employment contract. They would say that that uh, legal document, i.e. his playing contract, is governed by Spanish law. All of the parties are in Spain. There's no international dimension, so FIFA probably wouldn't be able to take jurisdiction over the dispute. Let's all deal with this in this particular jurisdiction. Whether or not that could then drag, for example, Real Madrid into payment of... 
uh, a transfer fee commensurate with a player of Lionel Messi is not entirely clear to me. But uh, and that may be why, even in that instance, um, the clubs would be seeking redress from others than the national courts. But certainly in terms of the uh, main steps to seeking an award, uh, determining that the contract has been unlawfully terminated, then you would expect that the Spanish court route and all Spanish parties would make it simplest. Right. So, I mean, obviously, it's a non-starter because we know for a fact that Messi would not sign a contract with Real Madrid, I think. Um, I mean, do we know anything for a fact these days? But yeah, I, I think... That is the one that was interesting to me is because like, you know, if you're Real Madrid, you surely you should at least try. Um, but it does seem as if Manchester City is the most likely. I, I'd say you've given us a lot of uh, context, a lot of long words um, that might scare people. Very simply put, what do you think are the next steps here? And what are the next things that people should look out for as like the fork in the road with this legal dispute? I think there are, there are multiple ways this can go. If Messi is himself being risk averse and that would be probably out of keeping with where he's gone so far but if he is to take that approach then one thing that would theoretically be open to him is to go to the spanish court and to seek a declaration as to what the effect of the clause in question is and what his notice has served to do so that that could be one thing that needs to be uh viewed um and and could be a signpost to where this may be going um Conversely, if, if Lionel Messi continues to be uh, robust in his approach, then probably the next substantive step, absent a resolution between him and the club, i.e. Barcelona, would probably be, you know, he is imminently about to sign for Club X in uh, another country because it will be at that point that this dispute will really kick off. It, it could be the case that Barcelona take the view that they consider that given he has already taken the positive step of trying to terminate his contract, that they already want to seek to sue him in the Spanish court. Um, that would be probably premature given the additional recourse they could get through FIFA and the fact that it's not yet known where he will go. So I would expect there to be a few more settling of the, the facts here, i.e. where is he about to go to, who are the parties that are going to be uh, involved in this dispute before the legal steps start to be taken. And if I were to ask you your personal opinion, just what you, how you think this one shakes out, where do you think the player ends up? And, you know, if he moves, then what's the compensation? Well, where he ends up, I guess, is one for, for you guys, really, rather than for me. I, it strikes me that as, as a football fan, it, it seems more likely that he will end up outside of Spain. Both parties seat here seem to have fairly entrenched views, both Barcelona and him. But it will come to a point where they will realise that if they continue to take ultra-aggressive steps, one of them will end up extraordinarily out of the money here. And at that point, they will both have to take a fairly realistic view on the need for settlement of this dispute. I would be surprised, given the sums at stake, if this went all the way through to CASP. It can't be written off, but I, I would be pretty surprised. And one of the reasons I would be pretty surprised is that Barcelona will be acutely aware of the, the fact that there are other cases out there where clubs have sought to recover monies from players who've, who've terminated or had their contracts terminated. Adrian Mutu springs to mind and where money still hasn't been paid in that case. So it's not a simple case of you march off to FIFA, then march off to cash, then your money's in, in your bank account. There are various steps that then have to be taken to enforce awards and so on and so forth. So it it all of those additional complications would 
and the the fact that transfers move phenomenally quickly as opposed to the law which doesn't always do so would mean that I, I would expect there to be a negotiated settlement of this relatively imminently. Thank you to Andy for joining us and clearing some things up. Uh, make sure you're subscribed to the Ornstein and Chapman podcast feed to get future episodes of The Messy Cast as we continue to explore the story of the summer with a range of experts from The Athletic and beyond. And don't forget, we've got an in-depth piece live on the site right now focusing on the role of Messi's father and agent in this whole affair. If you aren't a subscriber yet, you can read that along with the best coverage of the Premier League, Champions League and US sport with a 30-day free trial. Head to theathletic.com forward slash Ornstein and Chapman and try us out without paying a penny. I've been Ed Malian. This has been the Messi Cast, brought to you by The Athletic. Mm-hmm.